Anyone who isn't a hermit or a mute uses words. Everybody in the world uses how are you, fine, thank you, verbs, adverbs, adjectives, nouns. The writer has to take these most known things and put them together in such a way that a reader, knowing those things, says, I never thought of it that way before. That's a challenge, and I, I love it. That was Dr. Maya Angelou, who, while she's best known as a poet, she's so talented in so many different areas, we really should call her a poet, dancer, singer, actor, director, activist, legend. Her fearless form of personal revelation earned her countless awards, and she is, of course, best known for her 1969 autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Dr. Angelou encouraged others to reclaim their histories, both personal and shared, and to build something positive from them. I'm your host, Anna Dresen, and this is the American Masters Podcast. I moved to Ghana, and of course, once there, there were so many reasons to stay. There were African-Americans who had moved to Ghana. There were so many Africans, so many Ghanaians who had studied abroad. And, um, well, sometimes the Africans, and there were people who, whose people had sold slaves. And it wasn't just that white people came and took slaves. You can't take somebody from a country if they don't want to, you know, if, if the country doesn't agree. There were people who actually sold slaves. And uh, although that had been a hundred and some years earlier, there were people who still lived on land they had, their parents had bought from selling slaves. So it was hard to say that uh, this person has not been guilty in, the, in creating for me and mine the worst times in our lives. So there was that. And then there were people who didn't believe I was an African-American. There was one woman who almost hit me. She, I, I spoke Fante pretty well. And so I was walking into a market and a woman spoke to me in Ebe. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak Ebe. I said that in Fante. And she lashed at me with the worst kind of words. And, and uh, I was with a, another friend who was Ebe, an Ebe man. And I said, please tell mother that she was an older woman too. Please tell mother that uh, I don't speak Ebe. And so he told her in, uh, in Ebe, and she and said, no, this is, you're lying too. And she thought I was the daughter of a friend of hers who had gone to Ghana and, and studied medicine and was a nurse. And I was now putting myself up high over everybody else. So he asked me, do you have your, driver, your um, passport? I said, I haven't seen my passport since I got here. But why would I carry my passport around? He said, do you have any identification? Fortunately, I had an old San Francisco, California driver's license with a photo. And I pulled it out and showed it to her. And this woman took both her hands and put them on her head. And she went running and wailing to the first stall where there was a woman selling coconuts. And she, American Negro. And the woman put her hands down on her head. And the other, they kept going from place to, and they'd just slide whatever they were selling to me. And Mr. Eve, Mr. Adadevo, he said, these women are from Togo. 
very near, but then uh, but was once Ghana, and uh, the slave sellers came and got the people and got the children, and uh, women took their babies by their hand, by their feet, and slung them against trees so that they wouldn't be sold into slavery, kill them. And, and the people, uh, those who could run away, ran away to a, a nearby village, and they hid. But the slave owners or slave sellers got gathered up as many as they could and took them to the wharf and sold them. And so the people looked at me and thinking, I looked so much like them that maybe I was the daughter or the, the descendant of one of the people who had been taken. So we all wept. It's quite a, a story. It was very difficult to, to have the imagination I had as a young woman and to be in the place where the, the slaves were taken and housed until the, the ship would come. And some of those places were just so, f you could hear the wails. I could hear the wails of the people in uh, rooms, in caverns, chained, knowing that they would never see their beloveds again. They would be put into ships and sailed across seas. There's a song which was sung to me by one of the great Congo players of the world, Mongo Santa Maria. He taught me a song. Uh, and I asked him, what, is, what does it mean? He said he didn't know. But his mother had all of the children learn to sing it. And he had been born in Cuba. So he taught it to me, and I started to hold it at the time with my fingers. He said, no, you can't do that. You can't do it like that. Uh, this is a religious song. So I asked, what does it mean? He said he didn't know. So I learned the song. I sang it to a woman I knew, a Nigerian woman. She said, you speak so many languages, but you only speak uh, the South African language, Kosa, and you don't speak any other language. At that time, I didn't speak Fanti. So I said, but I know a song. I think it's, it's, uh, it's African, but I don't know what it means. So I sang the song, and it was, Baba Pururu when I looked up at her, she was crying. The tears were just bathed her face, this Nigerian woman. So I said, what is it? She said, sister, it's a slave song. It says, Father, Father, they have taken me from my home and they have brought me across, across water, wetter than my tears. <laughs> and I will never see you. Will your magic get me? Can you come and get me? Amazing. And so the theme in my class, all the classes, no matter what I'm teaching, is I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. That statement, if you look under the man Terence with one R in the encyclopedia, 
You will see beside his name in italics, in Latin, homo sum, humani nihila me alienum puto. I am a human being. This was sta stated by an African. You'll see in italics, a Terentius Affer. He was an African, a slave. He was sold to a Roman senator. He was freed by that senator. He wrote the most popular plays in Rome. Those five of those plays in that one statement have come down to us from 154 BC. This man, not born white or free, or with any chance he thought of ever becoming a citizen even in the Rome of his day. We, we have it. I am a human. When you can internalize that, you can never again say when the most a person commits the most horrific crime, you can never say, oh, I could never do that. No, you have the same components. You can say, I intend never to do that. I mean to, to use my energies constructively as opposed to destructively. But if you can do that with the negative, just think of what you can do with the positive. If a human being dreams a great dream, dares to love somebody, writes a stunning book, does an important movie, a, write, a good documentary, you can learn from it. Take it. That was a human being. Well, what my students do after they've been with me for a semester, they go back into their classes on physics, into their class on Latin, in the athletic field, and realize whoever dreamed that dream originally was a human being. You can dare. And so they're never the same. I'm not the same either. A great teacher is a great student, so they teach me. I had three students with the names of three great country singers, either the first name or the last name. And I have all their records. Oh, they're all white. I said, aha, you, you, you have this name and did you know? Oh yes, but how did you know? And when I bring them here, I bring my students once a year home and give them lunch and play some music. And they really begin to see, oh wait, she really means it. She lives that. Then I can try, I don't have to do it all at one time but I can do it little by little. Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can be anything erratically. You can be kind and fair and just and merciful every now and then. But to be that thing time after time, from the time you wake up in the morning until you go to sleep at night, to be courageous liberates you. So you don't start out being so courageous, you shout at somebody, or tell them you can't do it. You do it as if you were going to learn how to pick up a hundred pound weight. You learn by being courageous about small things and you develop the muscle of courage. And before you know it, you're in a, in a, a room with lots of big time people and somebody says something that you know is hurtful or says something to you that's despicable, and you can say, not me, you don't. Not me. Well, you, I gave you a job, where well, you may have it. I was looking for a job when I found this one. You see, you develop courage, and it makes you entire. I used to think I was a writer who could teach. The last 10 or 15 years, I know I'm a teacher who can write. I mean, I have 30 books out, and, and they do very well, and I'm blessed with that. But I'm really a teacher. 
And when I, when I get a class together here or anywhere in the world, I look at them and think, you poor dears, <laughs> you poor little darlings. You think that you've come to be taught by a celebrity. I promise you, you'll never work as hard in your life as you'll work in my class, but you'll never be the same either. When you leave my class, you'll be different. Hey, it's Kate Haney here. I'm the digital producer for the American Masters Inspiring Woman Project. We're excited to bring you a special encore presentation of American Masters, Maya Angelou, and Still I Rise, airing Friday, February 16th at 9 p.m. on PBS in honor of Black History Month. The documentary is also available on DVD from PBS Distribution. Maya Angelou and Still I Rise launched American Masters' year-long Inspiring Woman campaign, featuring this podcast, the Inspiring Woman web series, now streaming at pbs.org slash inspiringwoman, and the new documentary about a raisin in the sun playwright and activist Lorraine Hansberry, Sighted Eyes, Feeling Heart, premiering Friday, January 19th at 9 p.m. on PBS. Check local listings. Is there a woman who has inspired you? Share her story at pbs.org slash inspiringwoman or on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram using the hashtag inspiringwomanpbs. Inspiring Woman is supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The American Masters podcast is produced by Joe Skinner with sound engineering by John Berman, Ed Campbell, and Josh Broom. Original artwork for the American Masters podcast has been designed by Christiana Lombardo. For American Masters, we'd like to give a special thanks to series producer Julie Sachs and supervising producer Junko Sunashima. And I have been your host, Anna Dresden. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher for future episodes. And visit the American Masters website at pbs.org slash Masters for very cool digital archive gems, past episodes, and more. 